Hi, folks, and welcome back to our podcast, our little wrap-up session we're doing today, which got delayed due to some uh, rather intense winter weather. Yes. So this is, in fact, not December 24th. This is actually January 2nd of the lovely new year of 2023. Hooray! Hey. Happy New Year. Yay! I hate it. <laughs> 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 no uh so as always we are your three brothers who also do a D actual play podcast um and of course we have the firstborn of our family hi once again i'm sean lucas i play alex arcadius the artificer armorer human we have the third born of our family i'm ryan i play pine decidery the oath of the ancients paladin and we have the second born of a family myself me eric the dmgm and any and all other people besides their characters and uh we're just gonna have like a real chill sort of uh retrospective discussion Mm -hmm. about the sort of first arc of this podcast adventure experiment thing we want to do is we're you know as the title states a work in progress and i figured why what's better than learning from things than looking back on things (laughs) (sighs) can you tell that this is not in all any way scripted it's never has been so i guess i'll let you the audience who's listening out there know the way we're going to kind of do this is we're going to kind of talk about the four sort of main adventures that happened within this arc with the first adventure of rescuing the boy uh from mean locks the second adventure being defending the farm from the bullet the third adventure being rescuing the boy again uh and now a man yeah (laughs) now a man a young man and then the fourth adventure finally defeating the uh evil father preston who was doing all the uh, bad stuff in the in the green duchy so why don't we just kind of start off uh yeah so i don't remember the exact episodes but like i essentially will state so in chatting about sort of our first i think like four episodes Mm -hmm. We have our adventure. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Uh, We have our adventurers show up to the lovely little starting town of Reedlit with the lovely Base Bass Uh, Tavern. Um, Fantastic. They eventually find out that the tavern is having some rat problems. They go down and find these rats. Turns out the rats are sentient and can talk and are like, hey, uh, the little boy who's our friend who we play down here with and pretend that he's fighting us off. Uh, he's been captured by a bunch of mean locks. Will you help him or save help, uh, help us save him? Uh, also it's in the gray wilds, which is this sort of like border fay esque, uh, land beyond like the river and they go, they fight the mean locks as well as also encounter some interesting other fay entities. And, uh, through that, the boy is, partially transforming due to his own innate magic and they meet the gray lady who's this sort of uh lady in the woods in the cottage sort of deal a witchy sort of thing-esque like 
character and then they go and dip him in the uh hot spring of tranquility which is the layer of the spirit of tranquility which is a giant capybara and then gifts are exchanged and they head back to the actual uh main rainbow coast area so i don't know you guys have any questions about or the two of you want to talk about anything as you think about it so (laughs) i mean i know i the one thing that i absolutely loved with going into reedlet was the brass bass the bass bass bass. it was the bass bass i thought you said never mind anyway but um definitely the monty python reference bass bass yes the bass bass (laughs) yes well you know every good adventure starts off with a monty python reference um or so i've been (laughs) and tried to do uh yeah this one was fun Mm -hmm. because i don't know exactly how it came to be but it was just like what's a really annoying tavern name that would just be like just like ridiculous to try and write down and i'm like oh they're by a river there are i think i god did i come up with this idea at like the height of like i think the like an, there were lots of like animal crossing memes about like the, <laughs> the bass, bass and i'm and like how... oh yeah uh yeah just like lots of bass and i'm like oh yeah bass the fish and then bass the instrument oh that would be really annoying to try and write down <laughs> and figure out which is the which. Bass, bass or the bass bass. The the bass, 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 bass. Yeah, exactly. It just, I don't know, something silly, something dumb. Of course, then there's also the 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 giant stuffed crocodile in there that says things. Mm-hmm. It never came up, but just for a character farther down the line that we meet, uh, I had envisioned that the young wizard who enchanted the uh old nash jaw the large stuffed crocodile mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. um was roma <laughs> oh <laughs> um but it never came to so it's just like it just throughout the thing it's just like that's something i like had envisioned that's maybe somehow it would have come up um that you were gonna find out that roma ally was the one who enchanted uh the large stuffed crocodile but yeah so here's something i'll ask you two okay when you first learned that you're that essentially your first adventure with like in the podcast proper was to deal with some rats down in the basement what did you guys think was gonna happen you know i i wasn't too sure because i know you and you are definitely someone who loves to uh to advert expectations mm-hmm. so really i had no idea yeah i'm like this isn't just gonna be a go fight giant rats in the sewer kind of thing like there's gonna be an extra like like twist to this did i think the more thing i was um more surprised by was how quickly we went into the gray wild right <laughs> because right yeah beforehand you're like telling us the setting and you had mentioned like the gray wild is like this kind of place where people tell you don't go in there like kind of things like oh we'll probably eventually go in there but it would probably be a little while and then within the 
like second session we're there i'm like oh we're in there oh we're there <laughs> yeah well for me i kind of figured there was gonna be more than meets the eye with those rats like if anything i thought we were gonna face rats it's just that turns out i wasn't expecting a fate wow but maybe there was like some secret compartment or secret layer that they dug under like there was more mm, cunning to the rats and we were going to be going down the rat tunnels and the catacombs kind of thing and then maybe face like a mm. rat queen of some kind <laughs> oh yeah so you thought it was going to be more like a, a whole yes rat i thought it was gonna be that honestly that's not a bad idea that that yeah. would be let's sell i'm happy with what we got um yeah for sure um so yeah so and then you guys find yourself in sort of the gray wilds where like i said it's sort of like that fairy tale-esque but not full-on like actual fey wild area yeah um so yeah just going through those sort of things that you encountered there between the sort of the who we later learn is the mm-hmm. princess of snow the prince of blossoms um, we met the prince of blossoms who is stuck in a tree golden bear um and then that golden bear yeah yes uh yeah um out of curiosity how was that uh determined like how were those adventures or not adventures but the oh yeah yeah yeah. so let me go to my notes um so i had a list of eight uh encounters so basically i think i had yeah i think we rolled the d8 yeah Yeah, plus i did one as well and so basically you literally both rolled number one and number two Mm -hmm. uh not exactly that i think it was number two first and then number one like you just rolled those like those are the first two things on there and i figured because um and it's just that's what happened to be and i think it yeah. worked out and great i assume you uh, wrote the story wrote... after those encounters like uh i had some idea like i had some rough ideas what those were going to be um because i just wrote down ideas and like i had some or i just wrote some ideas and i had like an idea in my head like each of these things would somehow you would find something or uh either granted a thing or just an interesting encounter like the whole thing with like the the parade of the snow uh princess or the princess of snow like that whole thing of one of you becoming super sad mm-hmm. was just because like snow uh like winter eladrin are typically melancholy and i'm like well she's pretty strong she looks them in the eye and then they could just become real sad um the and of course while pine was in the midst of a slight panic attack because he's like I know what goes on. I have a vague idea of how the Fae works. I am not totally comfortable with going through here at this moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I will say the uh, the pond with the dead tree, that was the one that was probably I was the yeah. most excited about because it was, you know, it had the whole, like, here's this essentially trapped eladrid royalty in this iron flask that's stuck in a dead tree in this big old like sort of swampy pond that's literally trying to keep yeah, you that, from it that was our basically our um, first hint at uh anti-iron iron hands 
Yeah. yeah. I just love how yeah, it turned out. Anti Iron Hands thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that turned out great. Yeah. Just um, with our whole shtick, like I told them not to <laughs> look at. <laughs> It's like okay, yeah. wait. Actually, there yeah. is something there, and I told, <laughs> what I told them, cheese also. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was interesting because, I mean, with you know, getting him out and like him promising you a gift and a favor, um, I honestly had no idea who it was gonna be, and I had, I mean, whoever it was gonna be was gonna right. receive that. Uh, it just, I guess, in terms of the actual like gift or whatever, it would have slightly changed depending on freedom. Who, uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, some, and then of course, like the golden bear thing. Oh my god, that was was just that is like the one thing where I'm like, I want art made of this moment. <laughs> yeah, true. For sure. I want. Well, there's one uh, specific yeah, part I want we... art made, but. We're going to get to it. Well, a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then, of course, we get to, like, the first sort of main fight, which is you guys fighting three, uh, the three mean locks who are all named, uh, who are each named uh, Meanie, Meaner, and Meanest. And this is your first interact or uh, introduction to the young boy Sigfried. Yep, and also our first battle. Um, yes, yeah. the first fight. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, first fight in the podcast. It was a f- first fight on the podcast, not counting the uh, session zero we did. But yeah. we'll have to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of <laughs> creepy. Mean locks are definitely one of the more scary. Uh, honestly, when I saw them, I was with. just having nightmares of bed bugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will uh, admit yeah. one thing. Uh, when we got yeah. into that battle, uh, that was like my first, of course, my first battle with uh, being an artificer armorer, and I just realized, oh boy, this yeah. is gonna be a little technical. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the only thing mm-hmm. that probably shines is my creativity and how I <laughs> did this. Yeah, no, you you had some real fun uh, descriptions of yep. how your spells, especially the uh, magic missile and okay. thunder wave, which I'm extremely proud of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, the cheese. Yes, the cheese. The cheese missile launcher with the uh, like as a gun turn for the rats. Yeah, and then the thunder wave cannon, so, which was like like a big gigantic ale. Ale for ale. Yeah, that was good. Or, I liked it. Yeah, ale. Uh, yeah. So you guys defeated. By the way, that's what I want like, fan art of. <laughs> oh, I bet for sure. Um. So yeah, you uh. You guys dealt with them real handily and then found out that Siegfried, uh, due to his own innate sort of connection to natural magic, was already starting to change just being in contact with these mean locks. And also, and my favorite thing was you guys picked up the iron yeah. token that these mean locks were talking through and completely yeah. forgot about yep. it. Yep. Yeah, I'm even looking through my uh, notes from back then and I, mm-hmm. it's weird. I, I know I picked it up, but I don't know why I didn't write it down. <laughs> And that really, <laughs> I love it. That honestly, that's just so yeah. fitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It worked. I don't know. How, I don't know how I missed that. Yes, I become then, a uh, note taker and keeping track of our stuff. They, exactly. If anything, I've I've taught yes. you how to do better in this. <laughs> Never forget right. the things you pick up. Um, but then you guys got to meet the great lady, a sort of uh, a a kinder Baba Yaga esque individual i guess I, uh 
So I don't know how true this is. Well, I mean, you can say. Or mm-hmm. not. But with just your how you describe the things and how Auntie Iron Hands is the Grey Lady's sister. Mm-hmm. And I don't... Were there, are there other sisters? I don't know if you mentioned mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah, I, there are. I had the... I was wondering, are these Baba Yaga's children? <laughs> I mean, I will, I will hold on to that. A shrug is good enough. That's You'll hold all, on to that I theory. To... <laughs> it's very possible. But yes, there are there are uh, multiple siblings. other siblings that will say I'll, I'll at least say that at least are potentially based off the different types of hags that one can find in the monster manual. Mm. But whether or not you meet any of them in the future will will kind of determine. So, yeah. Then the Grey Ladies be like, hey, you gotta go to the Spirit of Tranquility, because that's the only, like, sort of magic that will, like, heal his, like, the meanness or whatever. And Man, I won't lie. I don't remember exactly when I came I was gonna ask that, but... like, what made it's you come favorite. up with a capybara? <laughs> Kevin. Well, because like they're at least depicted as one of the most tranquil animals in like nature, so like it only made sense to have a giant one be the spirit of tranquility. Um. Yeah. yeah. Just all all the memes that you see of just every animal just being able to hang out and chill around a capybara it, it just mm-hmm. it makes sense yeah like I, I i see this i've seen a video where there's just this long shoreline just covered in crocodiles and then there's just a lone capybara just sitting in between all of them just chilling <laughs> like any other animal would be like i am in the most dangerous situation i could possibly be in and the capybara is just like this is fine yep it's all good so yeah um oh and then of course after you did that thing we uh went back to the gray lady's cottage and she rewarded you with some magic (laughs) Mm -hmm. some of my favorite magic items (laughs) ever and something that i would continue to forget that i had until you physically had to basically say you have this Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But yeah, then you guys headed back and um continued on with your adventure. Also with the uh, Also uh, at that same moment, which I use this more than the actual magic item. It's when I got those uh pickle the bis- or the uh bissel yeah. chicken feet. Dr- the dried, the dried... Yeah. Yeah, and I got some chicken feet. Yes. You've used those more than you've used your goose boots. I sure yeah, have. And I got the three dragon oh, chili have... peppers. Uh, red oh, yeah, dragon three, peppers. Yeah, three red dragon chili peppers. And I was... Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll explain when we get to later. I, I had an idea of when to use them, but I'll wait until we get to that. Sure, sure. So, then after that, you joined up with your the caravan of dwarves you were with and we started making our way oh and uh this is when siegfried gifted you uh the yes. signet ring yes too. which once that comes up uh because i don't think i ever explained that 
part of the story in any part of the podcast. Also, because I thought I had recorded... Well, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you guys started traveling towards the Green Duchy, which is where you encountered essentially a gi- a humongous troll under a bridge that had, I guess, taken uh, a wandering farmer's three goats. Um, which this was another fun one of mine. Um, yes. Creating a sort of fake troll under the bridge for you guys to encounter and deal with. Um, which I'm trying to think of exactly how it would have happened if you guys actually started to fight the troll arms yeah. illusion thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like what happened. Yeah. And what could have happened. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so it's, it's alluded to, and it was talked about towards the end of the, I think the recording, but we had already stopped recording afterwards mm-hmm. was when I finally was sort of hinting you guys along to the fact that the, uh, the signet ring that Siegfried gave you had the same heraldry as the green duchy. And Ryan, <laughs> almost. So go ahead. With trying to get past the bottle, we all mm-hmm. know that I eventually, or inevitably, use the abyssal chicken foot to trick the boggle into making a trade, saying that mm-hmm. this chicken foot had magical abilities to make his illusion stronger. And there, boom! I I tricked the boggle made a made our way and everything was fine before i had made that decision my first idea which i didn't say was i was just i was gonna give the boggle the ring (laughs) man i i was gonna give the boggle the signet ring (laughs) i will like i'm i'm just saying go ahead sean if that have happened (laughs) I would have showed off my mage hand earlier and then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, to try to yeah take it yeah. back, steal it back. But we didn't know the like we weren't paying attention to the true significance of what it this was ring a was. gift from Siegfried. No, you weren't. Wasn't given away. That's that's fair. fair. Yeah, all I can say though is that if you had, um, and not made the connection until you actually got to the Green Duchy, or when I told you. <laughs> uh-huh or such it would have been i don't know it would have been going back (laughs) yeah an interesting adventure if anything Mm -hmm. but and i it didn't happen i remember what my thought process was with why i was going to give him the ring it's because i felt Mm -hmm. bad for him because i think he said he was feeling so lonely that's why he stole the goats so i'm like oh with this ring he can talk to plants so he won't be lonely (laughs) okay yep yep but then I'm like, well, now nah, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Absolutely. You've got some weird dried out uh, demonic chicken feet. Why not? Nope. Uh, so then we eventually get into the green duchy proper green field. Second sort part. of <laughs> second adventure where our heroes are learning and meeting various individuals Uh, They find out that there's been a bit of a plague happening here, and the Green Duchy is primarily known to be sort of the horticultural epicenter of the Rainbow Coast, because, like, 
like 50% of the food uh, that like the people at the Rainbow Coast like consume is grown here. Um, and, you know, for better or worse, that's not great mm-hmm. in terms of like an actual like you know societal like societal thing but for fantasy players purposes it leads us to uh, a way to disrupt and tell stories i guess um so just knowing that there's apparently a plague and essentially the largest food producer of the coast of the the kingdom things are a little stressful about it and hectic and people trying to figure out like how to fix it one individual Sir Edmund Brightblade. My sweet, sweet. Who's basically your character, (laughs) at least season one. Sweet, sweet summer child. Which, yeah. um, And then, of course, find out that uh, with just showing him the ring of the signet ring of the the duchy, of the dukedom, uh, made Sigrid realize that you would probably were the most trustful people he'd ever encountered and could you know word vomit all of his thoughts about the the plague and things going on uh and even just like the unfortunate loss of the uh family the yeah the duke's uh child and daughter-in-law and uh his grandson who is you found out is siegfried and so in an attempt to try and help figure out what's going on the plague the duke uh mentioned that there were some other issues going on uh such as some large monstrosity of a creature coming towards essentially the northern largest farm of the duchy so you rode out and there encountered a bullet which within not even the first official round of combat mm-hmm. almost killed sir edmund brightblade yep <laughs> you you nearly killed your 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 best boy yeah immediately <laughs> yeah i know and i was so ready for it <laughs> like it would have been so i honestly like I'm happy he survived because I think it was you, Ryan, Actually, who healed him. Yeah. Or or maybe it was yeah. someone healed him. I think it was me, but either um, way, we would have healed him regardless. He didn't f- <laughs> well, yeah, because he didn't flat out take enough damage to just be instantly yeah. dead. Um, but man, he was close. Yeah. Um, but like, there's a part of me that almost regrets not just killing really? him. Yeah um because it would have just been i think it just would have created it just would have been so much more interesting uh seeing how you two were going to figure out the whole like plague thing without him as sort of like your um like kind of guide to like the history of the greek duchy yeah Yeah. your guide you're into like the duchy and such Especially I was once... curious if, like, if that did happen, what would we tell his sister? <laughs> yeah. That, and what also, you tell? it could have given Father Preston an easy way of just saying, like, you let our guard, mm-hmm. our royal, like, knight die? Knight. We yep. can't trust you, and would be 
such an easy way to yeah get mm-hmm. us to kind of get off of his back yeah especially like uh with you also discovering that other guard mm-hmm. the the slightly turncoat but whether through magic yeah. or whatever guard who yeah. is about but to spread also the before that that was my um where i, I first went unconscious it's a bullet yes inside it's gone yes. <laughs> sean went unconscious inside the gallant and i started to allude to the sort of special thing i am in doing instead of you guys outright dying which we'll talk on later i think but yeah but killing it helped because i got new armor and new farming equipment for the town yeah plus a a ring that was trapped inside of its stomach which i don't really use much (laughs) well well it's based on i know fire resistance like fire resistance and uh control flames in a somewhat manner yeah, yeah i know but i was hoping like the yeah. fire assi- assistance would come in <laughs> yep not yeah. yet maybe it will not yet Mm-hmm. yeah any other thoughts or curiosities about this uh adventure um... or then my well this is more a thing for alex he's still wondering about the bullet itself but that's it <laughs> mm-hmm Ryan may have something. No, I'm kind of. Which, just... by the way, was a pretty ballsy move that you did. <laughs> the, just like with the knight. Oh, just going. Yeah, out going out on your own, trying to. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. Sometimes Pine can be a little impulsive. Mm-hmm. And a little one-track minded, and that mm-hmm. may or may not have led to me being a little frustrated <laughs> later on. But we'll get to that when we get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. I also will say the moment you get you did think that uh, the one who was going off was Sir Edmund Brightblade was. I feel like I could have done that a little better, making you think it was him. Yeah. Um. But he's you know. too pure. <laughs> but yeah, he's too pure. So then from there, you guys headed back to the main Dutch or like back the Green Duchy. Um. Also, can I just say? Oh, I yeah. think both Sean and I, hundred uh, percent, were immediately suspicious of Father Edmund Preston, Father Edmund, Father Father, yeah. Father Preston, Preston, when we were trying to depict of who seemed the most guilty. And I think mm-hmm. Sean and I were both like, "It's the clergy. It's always the clergy." Yeah. <laughs> Even though we were <laughs> expecting like it to possibly be like Roma or Edmund, it was like a right, me- when- but immediately like when you said it, it we immediately suspected Father Preston. That's yeah. sus. Yeah. But, I mean, with Roma, Roma's familiar following us, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, interesting. No, but which, I still think it's Father Preston. <laughs> yeah, which it wasn't Roma's familiar, it was Roma herself. I know, that, that's why I gave the, the air quotes, which I guess yes. in audio terms was not noticeable. Quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Yes, I gave air quotes well, when I said roma's familiar yes uh so then after interrogating the rogue rainbow guard you all headed back with new knowledge and also a vial of the plague concoction which i wrote down in my notes as just plague juice right you made your way back to the green keep where they 
uh, you find out that uh, it was discovered that the wizards of the wizard advisor of the duke uh, has been detained for poisoning the dukes the duke and is sentenced to death by burning at the main square. Mm-hmm. But that evening, they decided they would host a grand feast in honor of you two and Edmund's great work in defending the farm, uh, with all sorts of lovely things that I wrote down of food wise, especially yep. those damn <laughs> oysters. <laughs> yeah, and, and the this oysters. is this the oyster thing is so funny. That you know. Out of everything in the campaign, those were probably my luckiest rolls ever. <laughs> Not for me. That was, was my least. It was the one time where our lucks yes. switched. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, and this is where you guys essentially, you had some time before the feast, and you guys planned how to free Roma down from the prison. Uh, and then you received a le- uh, a little drawn map from one of from Roma's little elf owl to meet her in the woods, mm-hmm. and which you did. And after chatting with Roma for a bit, uh, you heard a voice, and it turns out that the daughter of Cheese Blue had come from the Great Lady through the use of a of a black candle. Uh, which is a reference to Stardust and other wherever Stardust got its thing. So thank you, Neil Gaiman, for that one. Uh, should have called it a gray candle, though. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, and found out that Siegfried had been kidnapped again. Again. Which was kind of, in a way, our yeah. fault. <laughs> yes, it was. Because uh, with picking up that iron token that the mean locks were using to communicate with uh auntie iron hands uh you had let it go through the gray ladies uh into the gray ladies cottage without uh her realizing which got rid of the protection against her sister or that sister and so auntie iron hands was able to come in and take the child and essentially leave some red caps outside to guard to keep the gray lady from chasing her um so one thing mm-hmm. when how, how quickly did it take you to come up with the fact that she's had a daughter and she was going to be named blue oh that she's had a daughter well uh, because when we originally met the mice or the rats they didn't have mm-hmm. names we gave them their names yeah i know so so I will say I had I was debating for a really long time as to who was going to come out here and let you know that Siegfried had been captured. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me that was like, well, I could just have the rats come back and like like just one of them. Like I was like, okay, I would have cheese come back because cheese is like I don't know, <laughs> I love cheese. Um, and she's like, that would be good. But then I was like, well, since they last saw Siegfried, he's grown up. Um, and I'm like, well, then there probably would be uh, um, descendants of those four rats, which are right. still there, mm-hmm. um, but they aren't in like adventuring shape anymore, I guess. And I'm like, well, the only one I can think of would be maybe che- one of Cheese's kids who would be the most adventurous. And I'm like, probably named Blue. Uh-huh probably be a little bit like a 
like a musketeer. That's what we're doing. And like Chronicles so, of Narnia with that. It it yeah yeah a little bit. It's it it took a bit of me to figure out exactly who I wanted to meet you guys, but then it just like yeah no cheese has a daughter named Blue, Blue and she's a musketeer. Yep. Um. So that's sort of where that sort of came uh, from. Or you could have Ale's child be red or amber. Mm-hmm. Spud could be like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> mashed. mashed. I don't know. Yeah, it. I, I thought of doing more like rat names, but I was like, I just got to keep it which, to one. Which, um, which, to be fair, actually with Sean, you brought up um, your idea for what you thought the adventure was yeah. going to be. Eric did eventually put a rat kingdom in. <laughs> that is true. This is true. There is a rat kingdom within the walls of the Grey Lady's cottage. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if we'll ever go there and have you guys shrink down to visit them or whatever, but <laughs> that would be interesting. Maybe some other future thing. But, with that, you, excuse me, the magic of the black candle, you and blue uh head back fight off some yeah. red caps but this would be part three i assume which yes yes this, this is, is part, part three part now three. and this is where i got knocked out by a drop yes. kick from a red cap which was so beautiful was so and i just awesome. i felt bad that like in that moment i didn't do the same like vision for you and i kind of did it in the next episode as a sort of like oops i forgot mm-hmm. um but yeah, that fight with the red caps. That's I I like red caps at least how in like the stuff they have in the monster manual, um, just their big stinking yeah iron. First time I went and... big. Yeah, you you went big for that one. Uh, yeah, and then from here you chatted with uh the great lady again, found out what we was say going whoopsie. on. <laughs> yeah, I said oops. Uh, you ended up getting put into the gray ladies uh mortar and pestle mm-hmm. and flown off to the uh palace of snow blossoms which there you both received gifts yep. from the yep. prince and princess Got my all purpose and tool. uh were pointed in the yeah pointed into the direction where auntie iron hands potentially was and then you encountered auntie iron hands yep. for the first time yeah uh, the size of a hill yes I now know what the rats were like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I will say I'll just, this part here in terms of like the gifts that yep. you were given. I'm pretty sure, Sean, your gift was regardless of whether you had saved the Prince of Blossoms or not. Um, I think you were going to be essentially receiving that sort of uh, all purpose tool right. from one of them. For Ryan is where it's a little different, though. Yeah. I think if, Ryan, you had um, saved the Prince of Blossoms, I think you would have gotten a different sword. Really? I think so. I don't know what it would have been. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have been what you have now, but I like what we have. I I like what we have, too. Yeah. It would have probably been something more, you know, spring uh spring yeah spring light it wouldn't be the sort of frost like frost brand-esque sword you have which like i'm honestly happy it came out the way it did 
Uh, but that was just something that I was. I was wondering, about. did you ever use that uh, spell on the sword yet, Brian? Okay. Yeah, he did. Um, who did I use against it the? You used it against the uh, the 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 knights oh, that were controlled. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So then, on the back of Auntie Iron Hands, you were brought to her sort of like deep, uh, like like her keep in the valley where Siegfried was, where you saw that Siegfried now is a a a, a young adult sort of t- maybe well teenage anime, <laughs> anime protagonist. Teenager. Anime Jojo teenager. protagonist. <laughs> yes, Jojo protagonist. Uh, and you were tasked by Auntie Iron Hands to go and collect the horn of a moonstone dragon to free or to essentially oh, would allow Auntie Iron Hands or would let the, 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 the Auntie Iron Hands proposed to trade Siegfried for a moonstone dragon horn, which then sent you off to uh, find the moonstone dragon that lived relatively nearby uh and on the way you encountered some other things like the bear again uh you encountered the moon pool and the ring of magical mush of uh, musical mushrooms yes yeah uh and then you got major way to be sure we got uh just for the pond we had like a bless like we yeah yeah essentially like the pond shifts with the phases of the moon, so it was at like uh whatever the half. Yeah. Half. So if you wish to Oh, excuse me, go into the the sort of shadowed out part of the pool, or at least the empty part, uh, you were gonna get like uh hit with a bane spell instead mm-hmm. of a blessed spell. Uh but eventually you met up or found uh, the young moonstone dragon Valafelatar, who seemed to be uh, in pain. Lots and lots of pain. Yes. Yeah. Which I will say, um, this was gonna this was gonna be an interesting thing because I wasn't sure exactly how it was gonna go down with you guys trying to convince the dragon that you were weren't like going to yeah. just kill it uh-huh. uh especially once you learned about the the gift that was given to uh um them uh from yeah. auntie iron hands right but you guys said you were discussing how you oh no try we we knew yeah. firsthand we, well, we didn't want to battle him of course because we didn't know if we were strong enough but we wanted to get him on our side somehow we didn't know how yet yeah. at that point but yeah, we, we both very much were like, yeah, we're not, no, this is a horrible idea to give her this thing. It's it's a dragon, and she's this evil hag. Nothing she could do with this is good, even if she just wanted to have it to have it. Yeah, so I guess the thing is, if it got to the point where Valafelatar didn't believe you, um, and you actually had to fight, what well, are you guys gonna do? No idea. I don't. I didn't. Well, think that I far. I kind of <laughs> did. Ahead. Like, I mean, I if I remember correctly, we were able to figure out uh what was wrong with Val- Valatar, right? Like the chain. Yeah. So you f- you were able to like, and I figured if you were to fight it, you would have seen the chain wrapped around its wing. So you would have, 
I'd imagine make the connections. But I would say, like, yeah, during the fight, you would have found out about it in yeah. the midst of battle. But even then, like, trying to hit a chain on a raging dragon that's uh, literally attacking you is yeah. Would be I, tough. One of my but, ideas was I was kind of thinking this. I if we saw that, I was still thinking about maybe freeing it myself because again, I got the experience, but. And it was like a lock, right? Like you had to like lock. I'm trying to remember how. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Uh, yes, there was a lock on the sort okay. of spiked chain, so you'd have to unlock okay. the and lock. And was Pine good at picking chain. locks or no? Okay, no. so I was the only one. Well, that could either work because I was thinking of my original plan was to actually grow large, get him in like a headlock <laughs> kind of position and then try then maybe try to pick it while i have him in a lock but at least that's either that or just hold him down and then i don't know how many times it would take pie to like either pick it or just break it somehow yeah i mean i had it where either you could unlock it to or, release it or yeah or since i'm enlarged i was thinking about yeah. maybe just grabbing it and then just breaking it by force or whatever so yeah i figured that would be tougher um, but yeah, so and then, either way. And oh yeah, go then ahead. Also, I can't remember if I clarified this as well. Uh, the reason why Pine turned invisible. Um, oh right, you didn't explain it. Because because this kind of seemed a little weird. Suspect. Suspect. Because um, I think didn't you turn invisible before we saw the chain? I think you went invisible before yes. he even. No wait, he did see us, right? No. And then yes. He, which is why I was like, maybe turning invisible was a bad idea, because this looks very suspect. Um, but what he was going to do was he's going to try and go into the lair of the Moonstone Dragon and oh. see if uh, whatever was causing the dragon it's to act out this way was hidden in the horde. Mm. And it was like in that kind of way. So he's going to be going to check out the horde to see if he could find what was causing the dragon to do that. But then they found out that it was just on the dragon, and he was like, oh, uh, well, I guess I'll just stay invisible until this kind of blows over. You know what? I like that idea, though. I like the idea that the thing that was, that was going to be causing the dragon pain was something hidden in its horde. Mm -hmm. That's, honestly, that's much cooler than what I did. <laughs> That's much cooler. I like that. But I, did but I will also say, I guess part of the reason Dad did that is because I didn't have a completely flushed out layer mm -hmm. horde for the dragon yet. I mean, I was just but, hoping that for some reason the horde was kind of just by the doorway, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, but, but I like that. I might use that later. But <laughs> Right. Um, but I do like the description of once we broke the chain and all the color came back that how pine became visible again was that basically his color washed back in as mm -hmm. the rest of the color came in so yeah i like that that bit yeah. of flavor and then my favorite moment <laughs> the dragon asking if the horn needed to be removed from his head yes which then brought out that large axe and told you to yep. cut off his head with it yep Yep. God, what a beautiful moment. That was... It was incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I... I... Yeah, what made you come up with that idea? That was... Oh! Can, can I guess? Sure. It, does it have to do with the mythos of the Green Knight? The, Arthur, the Arthurian legend with the Green Knight. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, with the idea of having to cut off the Green yeah. Knight's head. I was also thinking, um, since I just started playing uh, God of War, uh, I just got mm-hmm. to like the part with Mimir, and I was like, wait, was that an inspiration? Because <laughs> he literally... There's a lot of stories of people getting their heads chopped off and yeah. still being able to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, no, well, partially because, like, it would be suspicious if you were to come back to the Iron Iron uh, Auntie Iron Hands without anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, it would be fun for my brothers to have a dragon as their ally to fight with against Auntie Iron Hands, but having a full-on dragon... Would also <laughs> would you know be instantly antagon- antagonistic, right? So not that we kind of were instantly antagonistic anyway, exactly. But also with the fact that you guys were able to like, and this is also sort of my gift to you with not yeah. fighting it was like, okay, they didn't fight it. They actually convinced that they were allies and were able to get the chain off without a big hullabaloo. That's great. Here's your reward. You get a dragon head. <laughs> um, so, with that, though, you cut off dragon's head, can still talk. You now have, essentially, the head of a dragon as an ally to go with you into the fight of the anti-iron hands, which we're going to take a quick little break, folks, and we'll be right back. Uh, to talk about the last uh, bit three and then of, part, four. Uh, part adventure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we'll see you all in a little bit. Hi, folks. We're back. So, our heroes had... Uh, yeah, we're talking about how uh, you guys now gained uh, one dragon head. Yes. Uh, and have gone off to go fight Auntie Iron Hand. Uh, and trick her, which you did by revealing the dragon. Valfalatar did a wonderful job playing dead, and then yep. you blasted her with a moonstone dragon you. radiant moon breath yes. beam, which was pretty great. And then the fight happened, and yeah. the fight was great. And I pulled yeah, no that, punches. No, you didn't. Wow. I was happy about how I used Valfalatar as a weapon. I went all Elden Ring. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, and then, yeah, Ryan, you, uh, were the closest to actually dying, but then you rolled your natural 20 and brought yourself back to life, which then I just used that as my reveal of what happens when you guys die, Mm -hmm. which is you essentially go Super Saiyan. Yeah. And what, yeah, so, uh, what are your thoughts about it, honestly? I know it's sort of... Because I know there's the whole thing about, like, I don't want to take away, like, a death. Or, like, you know, death can be very meaningful in this game. But also, I'm trying to tell a story with you two. And I feel like the chance of actually bringing your characters back from death is a little bit harder to do right now. Uh But also... Uh, that's that's kind of why I mean there's also another story related thing right. to it but right yeah what are your what are your guys honest thoughts about 
the whole like magical silvery super saiyan instant resurrection thing so i can give more of my thoughts when we get to the father preston thing okay that's then we can wait till yeah uh first off i like the color (laughs) (laughs) thank you right thank you and i mean it was uh badass the the whole sequence that led up to the first the reveal of it was just so cool (laughs) of anti-iron hands uppercutting pine and then biting down on him and then pine exploding out from her mouth and then doing his huge uppercut and just uh yeah chef's kiss like it was so thank you so Which good I went, just with me and Val- valentar i was surprised i rolled all recharges on a breath weapon yeah you freaking got every single yeah. recharge and just kept blasting her with dragon breaths i'm like honestly remember who you, more can you want remember who you gave the dragon head to and funny thing is i gave it to technically i didn't give the dragon head to anyone that, you guys decided yeah. who would have it um but but it was it made the most sense for him to have it. Yeah, because my magic armor just yeah. goes around his neck and have a dragon can. But the uh, funny thing is, like, if that had failed, I had an alternative. The chili peppers. That's good. Because you could also bite with you Were you going to stick the chili peppers into Valentine's Originally, Valentine's mouth? since I didn't know what Val about, we were going to bring a Moonstone dragon. I knew we were going to face Auntie Hats when we first met her. I was thinking... Ah, screw it. <laughs> I was gonna eat myself and just eat one of those. I I already had like a cool one liner for this. It's like this is a gift from your sister <sighs> or sister, right? Mm. If yes, sister. That's also well, right. You I, actually, I know it was like a, it was a long shot, but yeah, I was thinking it's like you know what? I'm gonna give it to you instead. <laughs> it's like hey, Valentar, over wine. <laughs> Yeah, well, you could also have used Valifalotar. Oh, right, I know, but yeah, I was thinking yeah, that it was like a, fight like a, uh, like a last was a really last resort kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. because I I did want to yeah. use his bite attack at least, <laughs> but uh, again, solid breath yeah. weapons are fine. But yeah, it's like a last ditch effort. I would have like taken one of the <laughs> chili peppers, put it in Valifalotar, and he would have bring it, breathe fire. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And can we just like oh yeah, DC Constitution it's, it's... save DC fifteen, which hopefully his yeah. can we just Constitution uh... save is fine. It's a dragon. He's <laughs> I think fine. would have been okay. But yeah, can we also just appreciate just how unsettling anti Iron Hands is? Yay! Have you chosen oh, fan art of oh my god art of her yet? Or I don't okay. think so. I. I have not had any time to draw right. any art uh-huh. for this thing, except the one time I sent, like, work-in-progress character stuff right. to you guys. Right. Like, I haven't even officially, other than, like, the one sketch of the map I did and showed you guys, I haven't even, like, gone farther into that. I have not right. had any okay. time to do any art right, yeah. for this thing. But I, I don't know. I've got some time coming up. Maybe I'll try and do some... Do some... Uh clerical and artwork yeah. for this okay. thing who knows yeah we'll yeah. see how it all happens but yeah um, the the moose skull the 13 fingered oh, iron 13 hands fingers. Oh. oh i love them 
the various or, like, or the or, stone. or the messed up description where you said the 13 hand hand <laughs> no that was funny, <laughs> that was really funny. 13 hands on her hands <laughs> which is also uh, equally if not more disturbing <laughs> well yeah but that's your next form but yeah <laughs> yeah i know i'm i'm very proud of auntie iron hands um, and as far as we know she is yeah. not dead yeah she's at least gone for a for a good amount of time mm-hmm uh, but yeah, so you guys defeated Auntie Iron Hands, rescued Siegfried, took some treasure from Auntie Iron Hands' little uh, mount th- mound throne of yep. stuff. Yep. Um, and I got one of my favorite uh, current magical items. I always have a magic item that I which I got. I was happy of my creation of it, how I sim used it. Yep. It's the wind fan, or as I call it, the turbine. <laughs> Yes, and then Ryan, yes. you have the the gray wild bag of tricks. Yes, which so far have only found two of the eight because mm-hmm. I kept as far as Pine was starting to learn. It's like this is just a bag of displacer beasts. Yeah, seriously. Well, you headed back to the uh, gray lady with Siegfried. Figured out that it was time for Siegfried to head back and the great lady to take some also time. Also, double off check on the magic web items. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm. that's where you learned about those. Well, no, just for the fact we don't want to make the same mistake as last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, no. <laughs> yeah. Made sure that they were not. Uh, you let her, you laid her aware of the things. We, we learned a little bit about what happened with the, the, uh, thing the glowing silver light yeah a little bit it's essentially you actually somehow finding yourself touching the very threads of magic mm-hmm. but let's go into our final adventure of this arc which is where you head back to the green duchy and discover that father preston has essentially charmed the claws of justice um who are the sort of platinum order knights um and also Sir Edmund Brightblade, and has made you all follow him down into the depths of the green... And I just want to say one thing. Ryan finally used the boots. Yes, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, Where you finally had your long-awaited fight with Sir Father, or Father Preston, and even, unfortunately, Sir Edmund, uh, where you saw that... Father Preston was strangely transformed through some unknown corrupting magic of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is also where I finally got to introduce a little bit of your character's backstories into yep. this. With Sean's uh, amulet, and then later on at the end of it all uh, end of it with Ryan's mentor being in uh, contact with Father Preston. And also mm-hmm. the strange uh, things, uh, the temples and things beyond the door uh, that we all learned about of what will happen in our next adventure. So why don't we just like kind of go from the beginning as you guys are trying to get back into the keep as these right. two guards are trying to bar you from entering um, as Juniper is having uh, a crisis and you're coming to the realization that, uh-oh, 
Sir Edmund is now working with Father Preston? What's that about? Right. So. Yeah. Also, Siegfried's with you. Yeah, Siegfried's with us. He, yeah. Uh, and we have a Displacer Beast. <laughs> um, boy, I'm really upset that it took me <laughs> so long to um, finally use those boots. I gave you the perfect opportunity, and I had <laughs> yeah. to spell it out for you. You sure? You sure did. <laughs> I like... These, the thing is, I bet any other person who's played Dungeons and Dragons before would have looked at this magic item and be like, this thing is broken. Like, to be able to just put people to sleep, like, it, it should be like, oh, something you should always be using. I forget about it constantly. And I love these boots. I love what you did with these. And I just don't use them and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can put, like, up to two people to sleep per day. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't require, like, how the sleep spell, you need to do certain uh, HP stuff. It's just, like, just... target an individual, and if they fail, they go to sleep. Right. For... Yeah. But, like, in combat, that could be so overpowered. It could be. You haven't done it yet. <laughs> no, I haven't, so I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I... I continue to feel real dumb. <laughs> For waiting so long and not it's, and having it had to be spelled out to me it's okay it happens in the moment there are so many things going through one's head that you just you can't yeah, that's why i gotta that. update my character sheet before our next episode <laughs> yes for sure yeah uh but yeah then you guys headed inside we're starting to fight some claws of justice who are being puppeted by father preston oh. uh, and luckily we were able to i'm sorry like, sort of I forgot to mention that. one thing yeah. for uh, the Dragon Battle of Alatar. Um, I completely forgot that um, that if there was... I had, like, a thing in my head thinking, like, maybe we gotta do him, like, a favor or offer something in trade. And oddly enough, one of the things I was thinking about is the complete set of pearls that we got from the oysters. Oh. Since, again, again you got the, yeah. like, the common, which was not common for me, uh, the rare and then the super rare. I mean, you have all three, so I was thinking, like, in terms of service, we would offer them the three pearls. Mm. It, yeah. Again, it, well, that was just one of the things going through my mind, like, okay, what are we going to do with this dragon? <laughs> right. Okay, sorry, going back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you dealt with the Claws of Justice made your way up to the duke's chambers and started to hear the clanking of sir edmund's armor as you found the secret uh bookshelf that led to stairs that go far down below the the keep to essentially a big hallway with a door at the end and that's where our final fight with father preston was had so yeah, yeah. What you guys so let's talk about this final fight with you two, a displaced beast, Father Preston in his strange, corrupted form, and uh, a puppet, Sir Edmund. Uh, yeah. Going back to me saying how Pine is very, um, brush brash and kind of just headstrong and just focuses on one strategy and kind of just goes with it. This uh -huh. fight sucked. <laughs> yeah. It felt a little designed too heavily to kick Pine's ass. 
Well, <laughs> it was definitely, I wanted that. So I will say if we had done this, like if we had an actual like battle map for this, mm-hmm. I think some things would have been slightly different in terms of just how I was doing some stuff, but I wanted this fight very much to be in line with how anti iron hands fight was where major you know i'll say this now just so you two are maybe kind of aware major villain fights are gonna be no holds bars Uh like they are going to try to kill you um smaller fights not to say that they're i'm gonna like have them like stab at your corpse or anything but like i i want the fights against the major villains to really feel like threatening impactful threatening having like actual weight to them Mm -hmm. um and i know that maybe can feel a little bit uh lessened because you guys can essentially come back to life um but i still want that sort of danger to be there initially because like you at least are aware that as you come out of it, you gain certain uh, 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 levels of exhaustion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know that you only have, you can only do this a certain number of times as far yeah, as you're and aware. And we're not sure but, what happens when um, we die in that form. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So Wh- Which, now, talking about that mechanic, mm. for... Like, I think it's it's cool, and just with the fact that we are limited with you're just two characters, it's not, like, mm. a full, typical, like, dungeon, and, like, a t- full party yeah. uh, that some people be used to. I personally like the mechanic. In my head, Pine's getting a little fucked up with the thought of this mm-hmm. in the fact that he is not gonna be trusting it. That's fine. Mm. like especially in that last fight to say he's a little scarred will probably come up in the future (laughs) okay yeah Yeah. no i'm i know this is this is sort of i mean there's the whole mystery of exactly who is pulling the strings here and with like what actually is going on in the shadows and the underbelly of like the rainbow duchy and now on top of that, you two have this mystery of somehow anytime you die, you're essentially brought back with incredible power. And it's just like, why? Be- because, is- yeah, and also because on top of that, something Sean had mentioned earlier, where he mentioned we don't know what happens if we die while we have this power. That almost happened to Pine during that fight. Yeah. He almost went down again when he was superpowered. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a uh, it's not a completely like invincible power. It's yeah, yeah, it's not an invincible yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. So, in terms of gaining powers, uh, Father yeah. Preston. Yeah, this strange, slightly feathered, corrupted, clawed individual very much um oh what's that movie with the puppets it's quite a number um, uh <laughs> but with like the creepy muppets take manhattan no no um 
No, I know what you're talking about. Um, Dark Crystal. Yes. I feel like it was slightly reminiscent of those bird creatures from Dark Crystal. The Skeksis? The Skeksis, yes. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you have to Crystal. look up the Dark okay. Crystal, Sean. Then you'll right. understand what he's referencing. Yeah, I mean, there, we haven't been able to delve into Well, slightly delved into it in the beginning. Uh, and then a bit more here, but with, like, um, the idea of sort of, the sort of corruption of, like, otherworldly magics and things, Mm -hmm. between with first initially Siegfried starting to transform into a Meanlock, and now this whole thing with Father Preston transforming into this strange sort of feathered almost bird-like creature uh and then even though we haven't quite delved into it the whole idea of at least in this world how essentially tieflings and asimar and uh genasi any sort of have we met an asimar yeah well Uh, not no not yet well not in the actual podcast in the one or the chess and geo yeah no, I, I'm pretty sure that was... Oh, wait, no, you said Asimar. You said Asimar. Those were, ge- Those were Genasi. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. You've met plenty yeah. of Genasi already. Um, but just the idea that within the world, how these individuals came about is due to, like, the war of the Dark Lord and the sort of emanating of the otherworldly magics from the fiends in that army onto the people of the rainbow coast and then wizards and clerics attempt to essentially use that same theory and create um like asimar and genasi to help fight back um anyway it's it's a thing about magical corrupting almost slightly radiation-esque Something I'm toying with. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. We'll probably dip a bit more into it later on. Yeah. Um, especially with you, Ryan, being a tiefling and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are... I'll send you out some other ideas for backstory. Yeah, I gotta say mine too. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, I've also had but my yeah. character mo- one of my character moments, at least a hint of it. Yeah, you got your... Uh, you got one of your... Uh, family's artifacts back. Yep. Yeah. I, first, for a second, I thought it was a Dragon Ball Z reference, but no, it is not. Just for the fact it was called the Star Opal Amulet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I thought Mm -hmm. you said that there was a star, like, in it, but no, that that was me mishearing things, and yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, there is the number, uh, eight Mm -hmm. in sort of a Roman numeral-esque sort of thing that shot, that alex can see uh but yeah father preston had that how did he get it we'll have to find out later on but you freed sir edmund defeated sir preston uh, piston uppercut (laughs) and then you yes with a nice uppercut and then you guys discovered what was behind the big door that father preston was trying to get to turns out something to do with these ancient elven temples and this primordial order of knights and some sort of artifact relating to each of like these sort of four elements. Mm-hmm. You went into Father Preston's chambers and encountered 
a mirror. Also, oh, we had the wolf. Yes. <laughs> and, and you found a wolf. And the wolf. Yes, my wolf. Oh, uh, and uh, again, what were the na- the names of your beasts? Um, I've only really named the displacer beast, which is Dispy. Right. I think I thought I had a name for the winter wolf, but I can't remember it. Was it like Snowball or something? No, I think that was a okay. something from a D&T that we did off-screen. A joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's essentially where it ended with you guys potentially going off to the uh, Temple of Fire for uh, when we eventually start the second arc of this story. So yeah, and, I don't know if there's I've... any sort of final thoughts we want to talk about or about this interaction with the mirror or even well, just the temples and things i mean what oh here's one what did you guys think was behind the door um i don't know part we did think no of like idea. a portal but i thought that was too obvious <laughs> I, that, that was the only thing i could think of some like honestly of course something like magical but in terms of like a weapon or some artifact, I'm like it wouldn't be like anything insane. But I I don't know like it, it. I had zero idea. I'm like whatever it's gonna be, I'm gonna be surprised by it. I actually have a question and, for Ryan. Uh, how, mm-hmm. and I'll probably answer this as well. But what did you think about your uh, first character like character backstory? Like with the leather, and how, how'd you feel about that? Um, That's a good question. I felt that with how the backstory goes, it was inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. It, it, like, I don't want to get too right. much into it because, but uh, it. It was something where there was surprise, but also not surprise, I guess. I, I really can't say too much about right. it, because, like, it, yeah. Yeah. It was enough It was enough. to start? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. It was yeah. enough to start. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, Sean, turning your question back on yeah. you. Um, I thought it was, like, a, a good reveal, a good start as well, because uh, my... I'm trying to make my character be a little bit, like, support, like, calculative, like, again, coming up with creative ideas and how to use it. That was, like, the first time where, uh, when he saw the ambulance, and again, I won't specify the whole significance of it, but, of course, he has to find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, that was, if, if I remember correctly, that was the first time, like, he actually, like, tried to charge in, charge in, not support. Yeah. I mean, still do, like, long-range attacks like the webcam mortar that i was sadly dispelled <laughs> yeah but yeah, uh he got like uh in a way he was at the same time like desperate like he really wanted to get that back and i tried to i tried my best to make it seem like that as much as possible and then when he actually did got it yeah. he realizes like oh crap we're in a bunch of, we're still in shit and uh, sorry for that but um mm-hmm. and then he had to try the best way to help pine had to help uh Edmund while still like clutching onto the amulet as well. And then I did like uh which I figured I was going to die, which I am amazed I didn't get an auto crit. 
or, or a second auto crit. You know, just that whole thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, then I rolled and I died, and then I had the whole thing with the silver thread. And then when that mm. happened, that was when I could like, in a way, use Sid's power the, for the last time because I I misread one of my spells and <laughs> realized I didn't use it. And then I mm. used it the second time and then I didn't use it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I I'll just say this uh, for a little hint for the next one. I will be investigating, and I already know who they ask mm, for sure. Good. But yeah, I I did enjoy uh, it, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'll be saying you more stuff about my backstory in the future. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess we can kind of do a final thing here of just like with knowing you guys are about to go and essentially explore more of the war of the the rainbow coast like checking out the the sort of temple of fire and then potentially these other temples but also figuring out what's going on uh what uh i don't know if you guys have any final thoughts about like what you just excited about or definitely well of course i'm excited to continue this story yeah, curious of the new play. Even though we're, uh, was the fire one still in the green duchy? If I remember correctly, at least in the area of the green yeah, duchy. It's... Okay. Yeah the the temple of fire or temple of innovation, as I think I've written down, yes. uh, is over by like it's not right by near the farm but it's yep. or the... within a distance of farm the farm area. where yeah, you guys bought the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I'm also will be excited for when we uh see the other like areas mm-hmm. i i'm definitely interested in keeping up in the the mystery of whatever this dark i guess dark organization under, that underworld organization yeah, this, well yeah mm-hmm. whatever their their plan is same here mm. yeah yeah well cool well I don't know. I hopefully we'll be able to record that first session very soon. But for everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Us just kind of ramble about this first arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you continue on with us in the, as we go forward. And um, yeah, happy New Year to you and to everyone else. Yep. <laughs> yep. <guess>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.